Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. Believe it or not, I haven't been gone for an entire week. I have been trying to get my show out, but for some reason, these these past couple of times, I haven't been able to. I've recorded and then it hasn't worked out. It just hasn't gone through. So this is actually my third attempt at trying to put this out there, okay? So anyways, um, with that being said, I also want to tell you that today is the first day that I am broadcasting from my shack. So that's why it may sound a little different. And also, we may be getting some background noise, maybe some dogs barking, maybe some kids, because um, I'm. it's out in the backyard on the side of the house where there's more noise, you know, we're exposed to more noise in this area of the yard where my shack is located. But we will just have to power through it, you know? We'll get some noise, but it'll be okay. Like the helicopters overhead and what have you. But that will not interfere. I'm hoping, you know, unless it gets too loud, but um, it shouldn't interfere with what I'm going to try to do today. If it doesn't work out, well then I'll just go back in the house like for later shows. But it should be fine out here, I'm thinking. I'm pretty excited about it. It's nice here. I have rug in here and some table and chairs and stuff. And um, I'm actually going to be getting a ham radio license so that I will be able to also use shortwave radio, which should be fun. And um, we're in the process of doing that. Actually, I am doing this because it was brought to my attention by Victoria Kennedy. She was telling me that, you know, it'd be a good idea if we could get our our, um, ham radio operator license just in case, you know, anything. And uh, also, we can put shows out there whenever we want as well as communicate with one another. So that will be fun and something totally new for me. All right. Um, Since I'm kind of behind now in what I wanted to talk about, because I was trying to do a little bit of current events, And the thing that I wanted to say is um, a few days ago when Prince Philip of England passed away and so many people were so sad and sending condolences to the royal family and all of this stuff. Well, I just want to say, while I have no opinion about Philip or any of the royals because I don't know enough about them to form an opinion. Um, I'm not a royal watcher or anything like that. But I do want to say that in 1988, I know that's a long time ago, but that doesn't excuse anything. Um, In 1988, Prince Philip said that when he dies, he would like to come back as a deadly virus to help control the overpopulation. 
I am not making this up and this is not theory. You can actually find this all over the place online. I mean, it's everywhere. And they call it a gaffe. Oh, he made a gaffe. Uh, no, he didn't. In 1988, the man was well into his adulthood and should have been aware that when you say things like that, it's going to follow you forever. And I have to tell you that this is just me personally now, but if I even had that mindset, okay, if that thought would have even crossed my mind at any time in my life, that would have scared me to think that I dislike people or humanity that much where I would say something like that would just really rattle me and scare me. As angry as I have ever been at anyone at any time, I have never thought anything like that. And I've been pretty angry at some people, you know, and uh, I have never thought that. So I'm just, I just put that out there. You know, it's yours to dissect and decide how you feel about this statement, okay? And um, that's all I've got to say about him and um, the rest of the royal family because I don't know them, okay? I have, uh, well, anyways, that's all I've got to say about that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was it's, you know, we talk about coincidence, which I do not believe in. And here is really something that struck me that um, Philip died at the same, like on the same date as DMX. Um, you see, this is not a coincidence. This is not happenstance. This is a, um, this is planned. And what I really believe, okay, this is going to sound maybe kind of strange, but just think about this, all right? Because apparently, from what I have gathered, Philip was in the hospital for some time. He had pneumonia, I guess, um, because he had a heart surgery. And, you know, when you're elderly, I mean, he was 99, and you have a surgical procedure, something as major as heart surgery, you're not going to be able to get up and, uh, you know, resume normal activities. It's going to take you longer to recover. So a lot of people at an older age, and depending on your own health, um, develop pneumonia. So apparently that's what happened to him. You know, he had this surgical procedure and then he developed pneumonia and that's why he was in the hospital. And um, I guess the story with DMX is that he, first of all, had a drug overdose of some kind and then he had a heart attack. So he was kept on life support. Well, it's... And maybe I'm just... Sinister, you know, maybe I just look for the sinister, is what I, I mean. 
But it seems that uh, it's not at all far-fetched that both of them, okay, were kept on life support so that they could both be taken off and pass on the same day. I mean, there is a reason for things like that. And um, it is, see, it's really, really a big possibility. That's the first thing I thought of, guys, you know, when I heard about DMX, because I had been waiting. I knew that his passing was imminent. I knew he was going to pass. It was just a matter of when. So when this happened, it's like, you know, this was planned. This um, Philip and DMX at the same, the same time, pretty much. So, I mean, I, I cannot tell you what to think. I can only tell you what I think. I cannot tell you what to believe. I can only tell you what I believe. And that is my belief. Now, I haven't really had time to go in and do all the research about, you know, the, the this and that and the particulars. I really haven't had the time, but I do know that uh, some of the numbers were done okay with this, and it, it came up to the number nine. Now, the number nine has a lot of significance in the occult, but it's more than just one. I mean, number nine has um, more than just one significant value. So that's what I have not had time to do, is look into all of this. So maybe if you're interested in this, then, you know, you can look and start researching about, about what uh, I have said, you know, what I think took place. And if not, if you're not interested, well, you know, then it's just a tidbit, you know, and as we're passing by in our quest for knowledge, we can look at it. And perhaps it will plant a seed, you know, a little seed of knowledge so that in the future something may happen and you may look back at this incident because that's happened to me many times. Something's happened years ago or there will be a key word that I'll remember from some time in the past. Like, hey, wait a minute. I remember, you know, this incident or that incident or certain a certain phrase that someone used for for this or that. So knowledge is something that we don't just toss it because it sounds silly to us or, you know, we think it's hoo-ha. It doesn't mean we have to take it and run with it. But what I'm saying is you just never know because some of the strangest things that people have ever said to me or that I have ever heard, some of them have just turned out to be true. And at that moment, I remembered what I heard. Like, wow, you know, I don't toss everything out, but I don't believe everything 
just keep them on the back burner, you know? You keep them in your mental archive just in case you need to bring it out later on. Okay. Now we've got um, some stories of some very strange incidents that have happened recently, all right? And one of the things that I want to tell you about is remember the story about the cat that was um, embedded onto the screen, the window screen of uh, someone who lived in condos in uh, a city in Riverside County. Well, anyways, they came out to do an investigation and some uh, researchers of like paranormal and um, I guess UFO, you know, some ufologist people came out and what have you. And um, there really is no conclusion. They do not know the, the latest about that whole incident is that the only word anyone can say about this is otherworldly. There is no conclusion, but they have to just say, you know, this is something that cannot be explained. None of it can. Um, we know that it doesn't look to us like it's been done by individuals, by anything that we know of that could have done this the way that it, it was it happened, you know, with that cat just embedded like that, with no blood, no guts, no nothing. And um, so they just, it's not a closed case, but it is temporarily closed, unless something happens in the future that is um, like this, you know, this same kind of thing or has uh, some similarities to this particular case, for right now, it's it's closed down, the investigation into this. So there is really nowhere to go with this. I guess we're just left to figure it out on our own or just say, you know, it was, it had to have been some kind of a supernatural thing that happened there that caused that cat to be on that screen the way it was. So as far as right now, it's done. The investigation is done and they do not know. The investigators cannot explain it. Okay, so there are a couple of things that have been sent to me and one of them was actually told to me. Now, this person that told me this story lives close by, you know, in uh, San Bernardino County and was telling me that she walked out of her bedroom and she saw something that was about three feet tall that looked kind of round. And for a second, she thought it was like one of those tall vases that you put on the floor, you know, and you have fake flowers in them or whatever, just a decoration. She said, yeah, I walked out of my room. There's this thing off to my right, about three feet tall. And I just didn't pay any attention because uh, they have other vases in their house, you know, those decorative things. And she just, you know, for a moment, 
just, you know, it was one of those until she remembered that there is no vase right there by her bedroom door. So she went back and it was gone. So it happened again later in the week. It didn't happen right away, but later in the week, a couple days later, she came out, that thing was there. She realized it immediately. And when she looked at it from the corner of her eye, she didn't move her head because now she's kind of freaked out. And she looked from the corner of her eye and it looked to her like it was like a child or it looked childlike and it was round. She said, I saw no arms and legs. I saw like a child face and just round. That's the only way that she could describe it. No arms or legs, but she did see the hair and a face. Now, um, it was, I guess, the following day that she got up and what she described was a whirlwind in the center of the living room, somewhat like a twister. You know how we see those dirt devils around sometimes, you know, it looks like a small twister. Well, she said that there was something like that in the center of the living room and there were papers flying around in this, you know, within this little twister. And she stood there and just stared at it. She thought she was out of her mind. And she said, I blinked my eyes. The thing was gone and there were no papers anywhere. How could I see this? And where are the papers? That is a good question. So, um, what, what I, I mean, there are a couple of different things that this could be. Okay, either this is, I, I'm not going to say illusion like she's tripping type of illusion. But I am going to say that there are uh, different types of uh, things that can happen to us to alter our perception, to alter the way we see things, or even to, uh, you know, kind of like uh, make us see certain things, you know? So there's that. The other thing is, there's some sort of portal in her house, and this thing is coming in and out. I, I am not aware of the full story. When someone is um, disturbed and bothered by something that has just happened, I, I personally can't just go in there and start bombarding them with questions. I have a lot of questions about this, but I just can't go and start, you know, like badgering this person because this person's already upset. So what I always do is tell them, if you can remember any particulars, no matter how small, even if you don't think it pertains to this, write it down. Anything off, any smell, anything you've seen that you didn't think was a big deal, any noise, just write it down. 
you know, and it leading anything leading up to this before or after even because it will start to come back to you. So the other thing, I don't know how long they've been in this house. I don't know what uh, the whole thing is. I'm going to find out, you know, after the things have calmed down. So far, nothing else has happened that I'm aware of because I'm in contact with this person. But so far, um, it's been calm. So I'm going to find out about this and then I will be getting back with updates about this case in the future. Hopefully within the next week, I'll be able to come back with some some updates and see where we're going to go with this. Um, the other thing is that there have been numerous, I mean, there always are. It seemed like it calmed down a little bit last year, but I think one of the reasons for that is because when everything was closed down last year, there were less people walking around outside, you know, and driving to and fro and work and, you know, coming out of the mall and everything else. There were less people out. So um, that's why there were less reports. So it seems that it's maybe accelerating right now. I don't know if it's if it really is or if it just seems to be because of all the reports we're getting of encounters with things like the hat man, okay? There seem to be a lot of these reports going on from everywhere. So many people are reporting this hat man. And it's, you know, not only that, but it seems like it's becoming more, um, like maybe before, they, the encounters were just more like a visual. You saw this thing and it was gone, you know, and so it, this, it didn't last long. But right now, there are actually quite a few reports about people actually having eye contact, coming face to face with their Hatman encounters. I don't know the reason why this would be necessarily, you know, um, there could be many reasons. I'm not sure of why, like right now, okay? I'm not sure what my my whole take on this. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm so far behind in doing this show that I feel like I haven't had enough time to get into the things that I want. I'm still, you know, I was doing research still from what the show I wanted to do last week. So I'm kind of like, you know, in a little bit of a, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What, what report am I going to talk about? So just bear with me, guys, okay? So as far as this hat man thing, and, and that's not all. I mean, there are other reports about things like, you know, shadow people. And it's the same kind of thing. They used to just be like dart. You'd see them out of the corners of your eye every so often. But now it's like these things are lingering. They're not just dashing about. Now, more people have been reporting that they actually are looking face on at these things. 
And these things are just lingering. They're not disappearing and darting. Yeah, I, I uh, don't know why I can't even like think of why that would be except for like these things just seem to be becoming more like um, blatant in their activity more um, like I don't want to say like aggressive but it is you know it is more aggressive so I'm also going to be looking into that um, and you can look into that also and it's not just happening in you know certain locations it's happening everywhere we used to hear about a lot of sightings, for example, of the Mothman, like in Illinois and certain, like Ohio, you know, places like that. But now there are reports from everywhere. And when people start talking about and reporting about things like the Hat Man, the Mothman, shadow people, not that it doesn't happen in California, but it seems like when people in California do report these things, it just makes me notice even more. I don't know if it's because I live here or because it's like there are not as many rural areas in Southern California, for example, as there are like in a lot of parts of, in, of the South and the East Coast and places like that. I mean, we do have our rural areas, but not as much. Just like uh, Northern California has a lot more, okay, when you're talking about rural areas where people live. So maybe uh, that's why I, I see it like, California, wait a minute, I have to take notice. Because it just seems to me that historically, most of the reports that I have got of things like this have been, I mean with... I'm not talking about shadow people. That's everywhere. But um, like Mothman especially have been in a lot of the other states, mid, you know, Midwest and places like that. Or maybe California people see this stuff and just don't care, you know. I don't know what the reason would be. And um, anyways, there was something else that I wanted to talk about and I know we haven't discussed this in a while and it's the whole clown thing you know people it seems to be something that happens once in a while when's the last time we started hearing about the clowns you know and all the encounters people were having with these clown sightings and so on well I was thinking about something earlier today as a matter of fact and I don't necessarily think about clowns okay and it's been my personal experience that when things pop into my mind it's because it's getting ready to happen and I'm not saying that I know the future or I'm just any type of person who's privy to this type of knowledge and what have you because I'm not you know I'm nothing special I'm just a regular average person 
you know, I read a lot. And I ask people a lot of questions and I meet a lot of different people because of the job that I do, you know, the, the work that I do. So earlier today, that just the whole clown thing just popped into my mind. And with that, it popped up that it's going to be coming back. So there are going to be more encounters and reports of people seeing clowns. I don't know when it's going to happen. I like to think of maybe the fall because for some reason, well, I know the reason, but uh, I'm just going to say, okay, for reasons that some of us are aware of, a lot of this activity um, starts accelerating in the fall. So I'm looking and I'm thinking that perhaps in the fall, and I'm talking about like September, October, okay? For example, October is a hot month. And I don't mean hot as weather. I'm talking about a hot month for activity. October has got to be one of the hottest months as well as um, December, as well as um, May, you know. But I'm thinking we're going to start looking around September. And I'm not going to be surprised to um, start getting reports of more of the people seeing clowns and I know that um, this is a, you know, this is kind of difficult because when we're dealing with clowns, it could really be a clown. It could really be a person just fooling around. You know, you got these people who they just want to fool around and mess with, mess with others. And okay, you know, I get it. But some of the stuff is a little too... You know, there are just certain things that manifest when it's not just a person fooling around. You know, like the the van that pulled up and all these clowns jumped out and started like chasing people and this and that. Well, those are just people fooling around. I don't really think that any type of really um, sinister... Um, unhuman type of clown is going to be jumping out of a van with a bunch of his buddies, you know, to terrorize people. There have been, you know, the the single clown encounters in the middle of nowhere, you know, the truck driver seeing the clown off on the side of the road on a rocking horse, you know, at like 3 a.m., things like this. I mean, that... Yeah, that is enough to like rattle anyone. But I'm I'm thinking that we're going to see some some of that activity going on. I mean, hey, it could happen this summer, all right, but for I always look for the fall. But anyways, you know, it's not too soon to keep our eyes open and look for that type of activity going to have to think of a name for that the clown syndrome or something like that you know 
Maybe that's good, the clown syndrome. And uh, a lot of people are freaked out by clowns. A lot of people are freaked out by dolls. A lot of people, you know, it, we all have our things that just, you know, bother us. Um, I'm not freaked out by either one of those. Although anything outside where it shouldn't be at 3 a.m. is going to make me, you know, like it's going to be unsettling. I don't, I don't really care what it is. So um, that's pretty much all I've got for today. I'm going to attempt to come back tomorrow because now that I have some time later today to read and get into some things, I'll be able to, um, if I can, come on tomorrow and um, present some interesting stuff for you guys, okay? Um, so I hope this uh, show goes out. This is my third time, like I said, so I'm hoping so. Anyways, I really, really do appreciate all of you who take the time to come on with me and um, we can share these stories and share our thoughts and, you know, just try to try to keep our minds open and not so much be afraid. I mean, we have to be safe about it, but not so much be afraid when we see things. Of course, at first, it gives us a start. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But, you know, we don't have to go Zach Bagans about stuff, but just, you know, just start thinking why and what. Because, you see, things like that, things that people encounter and that people see and hear and smell, you know, like these strange smells that just seem to come out of nowhere when you're at, in your house alone. These type of things are for a reason. The reason, it doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's bad, but they're all for a reason. It's uh, just in my studies and, and um, you know, a lifetime of looking into these things, it usually is to scare people because um, we all know that fear breeds energy for certain type of entities, okay? That's like their sustenance. That's what gives them the strength to come back and to get stronger and do it over and over again. That's how what they feed on is our fear. Initially, yes, it's going to startle you. But after that, when you calm down, and we have to try to calm down as soon as possible because that is the best way to fight against these things. I know a lot of people are so scared they can't talk about it. I know people who won't tell me what happened to them because they are so scared. But what they don't understand is that it keeps happening to them because they're so scared. They have got to calm down. And stop feeding these things. My problem is that, you know, I got this nosiness. I was, oh, wait a minute. 
How did this happen? Mm, let me go check. And it's not these strange things that I'm afraid of. Like when I told you that we would go, you know, like when we used to ghost hunt back a long time ago. Well, I wasn't afraid of an entity. I was afraid of like people being in these places where we weren't supposed to be and like coming and choking the life out of me or something like that. It was people that I was afraid of. But any type of fear breeds these things. Any type of fear we've got. So we've got to try to calm calm it down. And, I, you know, you may say, well, it's not easy. I know it's not easy. I really do. But we have to try to do that. For, you know, that's the only way to stop these things. If you don't, you know, if you're not interested, if you don't want it, if you never, ever want to have this again, that is one, first you calm down. Okay. And then, you know, if you're not so scared, you can write things down and then you can usually see certain things that happened before your encounter. It's amazing. There are certain things that you didn't pay any attention to that started happening before the, the big incident, you know, the one that really caught your eye, the one that really happened. Okay, so... Anyways, that's it for now, guys, and um, thank you so much, okay? And I will try to get back to you tomorrow. Ciao. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Believe it or not, I haven't been gone for an entire week. I have been trying to get my show out, but for some reason... These, these past couple of times, I haven't been able to. I've recorded and then it hasn't worked out. It just hasn't gone through. So this is actually my third attempt at trying to put this out there, okay? So anyways, um, with that being said, I also want to tell you that today is the first day that I am broadcasting from my shack so that's why it may sound a little different and also we may be getting some background noise maybe some dogs barking maybe some kids because um i'm it's out in the backyard on the side of the house where there's more noise you know we're exposed to more noise in this area of the yard where my shack is located but we will just to have to power through it you know we'll get some noise but it'll be okay like the helicopters overhead and what have you but that will not interfere i'm hoping you know unless it gets too loud but um it shouldn't interfere with what i'm going to try to do today if it doesn't work out well then i'll just go back in the house like for later shows but it should be fine out here i'm thinking I'm pretty excited about it. It's nice here. I have rug in here and some table and chairs and stuff. And um, I'm actually going to be getting a ham radio license so that I will be able to also use shortwave radio, which should be fun. And um, 
we're in the process of doing that. Actually, I am doing this because it was brought to my attention by Victoria Kennedy. She was telling me that, you know, it'd be a good idea if we could get our our um, ham radio operator license just in case, you know, anything. And uh, also, we can put shows out there whenever we want as well as communicate with one another. So that will be fun and something totally new for me. All right. Um, since I'm kind of behind now in what I wanted to talk about because I was trying to do a little bit of current events and the thing that I wanted to say is um, a few days ago when Prince Philip of England passed away and so many people were so sad and sending condolences to the royal family and all of this stuff well, I just want to say, while I have no opinion about Philip or any of the royals, because I don't know enough about them to form an opinion. Um, I, I'm not a royal watcher or anything like that. But I do want to say that in 1988, I know that's a long time ago, but that doesn't excuse anything. Um, in 1988, Prince Philip said that when he dies, he would like to come back as a deadly virus to help control the overpopulation. I am not making this up, and this is not theory. You can actually find this all over the place online. I mean, it's everywhere. And they call it a gaffe. Oh, he made a gaffe. Uh, no, he didn't. In 1988, the man was well into his adulthood and should have been aware that when you say things like that, it's going to follow you forever. And I have to tell you that this is just me personally now. But if I even had that mindset, okay, if that thought would have even crossed my mind at any time in my life, that would have scared me to think that I dislike people or humanity that much where I would say something like that would just really rattle me and scare me. As angry as I have ever been at anyone at any time, I have never thought anything like that. And I've been pretty angry at some people, you know, and uh, I have never thought that. So I'm just, I just put that out there. You know, it's yours to dissect and decide how you feel about this statement, okay? And um, that's all I've got to say about him and um, the rest of the royal family because I don't know them, okay? I have, uh, well, anyways, that's all I've got to say about that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was it's, you know, we talk about coincidence, which I do not believe in. And here is really something that struck me that um, 
Philip died at the same, like on the same day as DMX. Um, you see, this is not a coincidence. This is not happenstance. This is a, um, this is planned. And what I really believe, okay, this is going to sound maybe kind of strange, but just think about this, all right? Because apparently, from what I have gathered, Philip was in the hospital for some time. He had pneumonia, I guess, um, because he had a heart surgery. And, you know, when you're elderly, I mean, he was 99, and you have a surgical procedure, something as major as heart surgery, you're not going to be able to get up and, uh, you know, resume normal activities. It's going to take you longer to recover. So a lot of people at an older age and depending on your own health, um, develop pneumonia. So apparently that's what happened to him. You know, he had this surgical procedure and then he developed pneumonia and that's why he was in the hospital. And, um, I guess the story with DMX is that he, first of all, had a drug overdose of some kind, and then he had a heart attack. So he was kept on life support. Well, it's, and maybe I'm just sinister. You know, maybe I just look for the sinister is what I, I mean. But it seems that uh, it's not at all far-fetched that both of them okay were kept on life support so that they could both be taken off and pass on the same day I mean there is a reason for things like that and um, it is See, it's really, really a big possibility. That's the first thing I thought of, guys, you know, when I heard about DMX, because I had been waiting. I knew that his passing was imminent. I knew he was going to pass. It was just a matter of when. So when this happened, it's like, you know, this was planned. This... Um, Philip and DMX at the same, the same time, pretty much. So, I mean, I, I cannot tell you what to think. I can only tell you what I think. I cannot tell you what to believe. I can only tell you what I believe. And that is my belief. Now, I haven't really had time to go in and do all the research about, you know, the the this and that and the particulars. I really haven't had the time, but I do know that uh, some of the numbers were done okay with this and it, it came up to the number nine. Now, the number nine has a lot of significance in the occult, but it's more than just one. I mean, number nine has um, more than just one 
significant value. So that's what I have not had time to do is look into all of this. So maybe if you're interested in this, then, you know, you can look and start researching about, about what uh, I have said, you know, what I think took place. And if not, if you're not interested, well, you know, then it's just a tidbit, you know, and as we're passing by in our quest for knowledge, we can look at it and perhaps it will plant a seed, you know, a little seed of knowledge so that in the future something may happen and you may look back at this incident because that's happened to me many times. Something's happened years ago or there will be a key word that I'll remember from some time in the past. Like, hey, wait a minute. I remember, you know, this incident or that incident or certain, a, a certain phrase that someone used for, for this or that. So knowledge is something that we don't just toss it because it sounds silly to us or, you know, we think it's hoo-ha. It doesn't mean we have to take it and run with it. But what I'm saying is you just never know because some of the strangest things that people have ever said to me or that I have ever heard, some of them have just turned out to be true. And at that moment, I remembered what I heard. Like, wow, you know, I don't toss everything out, but I don't believe everything. Just keep them on the back burner, you know. You keep them in your mental archive just in case you need to bring it out later on. Okay. Now, we've got um, some stories of some very strange incidents that have happened recently, all right? And one of the things that I want to tell you about is Remember the story about the cat that was um, embedded onto the screen, the window screen of uh, someone who lived in condos in uh, a city in Riverside County. Well, anyways, they came out to do an investigation and some uh, researchers of like paranormal and um, I guess UFO, you know, some ufologists People came out and what have you. And um, there really is no conclusion. They do not know the, the latest about that whole incident is that the only word anyone can say about this is otherworldly. There is no conclusion, but they have to just say, you know, this is something that cannot be explained. None of it can. Um, we know that it doesn't look to us like it's been done by individuals, by anything that we know of that could have done this the way that it, it, was, it happened, you know, with that cat just embedded like that, with no blood, no guts, no nothing. And um, so they just, it's not a closed case, but it is temporarily closed unless something happens in the future that is um, 
like this, you know, this same kind of thing or has uh, some similarities to this particular case. For right now, it's it's closed down, the investigation into this. So there is really nowhere to go with this. I guess we're just left to figure it out on our own or just say, you know, it was it had to have been some kind of a supernatural thing that happened there that caused that cat to be on that screen the way it was. So as far as right now, it's done. The investigation is done and they do not know. The investigators cannot explain it. Okay, so there are a couple of things that have been sent to me and one of them was actually told to me. Now, this person that told me this story lives close by, you know, in uh, San Bernardino County and was telling me that she walked out of her bedroom and she saw something that was about three feet tall that looked kind of round and for a second she thought it was like one of those tall vases that you put on the floor you know and you have fake flowers in them or whatever just a decoration she said yeah I walked out of my room there's this thing off to my right about three feet tall and I just didn't pay any attention because uh, they have other vases in their house you know those decorative things and she just you know for a moment just, you know, it was one of those until she remembered that there is no vase right there by her bedroom door. So she went back and it was gone. So it happened again later in the week. It didn't happen right away, but later in the week, a couple days later, she came out. That thing was there. She realized it immediately and when she looked at it from the corner of her eye, she didn't move her head because now she's kind of freaked out. And she looked from the corner of her eye and it looked to her like it was like a child or it looked childlike and it was round. She said, I saw no arms and legs. I saw like a child face and just round. That's the only way that she could describe it. No arms or legs. But she did see the hair and a face. Now, um, it was, I guess, the following day that she got up. And what she described was a whirlwind in the center of the living room somewhat like a twister you know how we see those dirt devils around sometimes you know it looks like a small twister well she said that there was something like that in the center of the living room and there were papers flying around in this you know within this little twister and she stood there and just stared at it she thought she was out of her mind and she said I blinked my eyes, the thing was gone, and there were no 
papers anywhere. How could I see this? And where are the papers? That is a good question. So um, what, what I, I mean, there are a couple of different things that this could be. Okay, either this is, I'm, I'm not going to say illusion like she's tripping type of illusion. But I am going to say that there are uh, different types of uh, things that can happen to us to alter our perception, to alter the way we see things, or even to, uh, you know, kind of like uh, make us see certain things, you know? So there's that. The other thing is, there is some sort of portal in her house. And this thing is coming in and out. I, I am not aware of the full story. When someone is um, disturbed and bothered by something that has just happened, I... I personally can't just go in there and start bombarding them with questions. I have a lot of questions about this, but I just can't go and start, you know, like badgering this person because this person's already upset. So what I always do is tell them, if you can remember any particulars, no matter how small, even if you don't think it pertains to this, write it down. Anything off, any smell, anything you've seen that you didn't think was a big deal, any noise, just write it down. You know, and it leading anything leading up to this before or after, even. Because it will start to come back to you. So the other thing, I don't know how long they've been in this house. I don't know what uh, the whole thing is. I'm going to find out, you know, after the things have calmed down. So far, nothing else has happened that I'm aware of because I'm in contact with this person. But so far, um, it's been calm. So I'm going to find out about this and then I will be getting back with updates about this case in the future. Hopefully within the next week, I'll be able to come back with some some updates and see where we're going to go with this. Um, the other thing is that there have been numerous, I mean, there always are. It seemed like it calmed down a little bit last year, but I think one of the reasons for that is because when everything was closed down last year, there were less people walking around outside, you know, and driving to and fro and work and, you know, coming out of the mall and everything else. There were less people out, so um, that's why there were less reports. So it seems that it's maybe accelerating right now. I don't know if, it's, if it really is or if it just seems to be because of all the reports we're getting of encounters with things like the hat man, okay? There seem to be a lot of these reports going on from everywhere. So many people are reporting this hat man. And it's, you know, not only that, but 
it seems like it's becoming more um, like maybe before the the encounters were just more like a visual. You saw this thing and it was gone, you know, and so it this it didn't last long. But right now, there are actually quite a few reports about people actually having eye contact, coming face to face with their Hatman encounters. I don't know the reason why this would be necessarily, you know, um, there could be many reasons. I'm not sure of why, like right now, okay? I'm not sure what my my whole take on this. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm so far behind in doing this show that I feel like I haven't had enough time to get into the things that I want. I'm still, you know, I was doing research still from what the show I wanted to do last week. So I'm kind of like, you know, in a little bit of a, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What what report am I going to talk about? So just bear with me guys, okay? So as far as this hat man thing, and, and that's not all. I mean, there are other reports about things like, you know, shadow people. And it's the same kind of thing. They used to just be like dart. You'd see them out of the corners of your eye every so often. But now it's like these things are lingering. They're not just dashing about. Now, more people have been reporting that they actually are looking face on at these things. And these things are just lingering. They're not disappearing and darting. Yeah, I I uh, don't know why I can't even like think of why that would be except for like these things just seem to be becoming more like um, blatant in their activity. More um, like... I don't want to say like aggressive, but it is, you know, it is more aggressive. So I'm also going to be looking into that. Um, And you can look into that also. And it's not just happening in, you know, certain locations. It's happening everywhere. We used to hear about a lot of sightings, for example, of the Mothman, like in Illinois and certain, like Ohio, you know, places like that. But now there are reports from everywhere. And when people start talking about and reporting about things like the Hat Man, the Mothman, shadow people, not that it doesn't happen in California, but it seems like when people in California do report these things, it just makes me notice even more. I don't know if it's because I live here or because it's like there are not as many rural areas in Southern California, for example, as there are like in a lot of parts of of the South and the East Coast and places like that. I mean, we do have our rural areas, but not as much. 
just like uh, Northern California has a lot more, okay, when you're talking about rural areas where people live. So maybe uh, that's why I, I see it like California. Wait a minute. I have to take notice because it just seems to me that historically, most of the reports that I have got of things like this have been, I mean, with I'm not talking about shadow people. That's everywhere. But um, like Mothman especially have been in a lot of the other states, mid, you know, Midwest and places like that. Or maybe California people see this stuff and just don't care, you know. I don't know what the reason would be. And um, anyways, there was something else that I wanted to talk about. And I know we haven't discussed this in a while, and it's the whole clown thing you know people it seems to be something that happens once in a while when's the last time we started hearing about the clowns you know and all the encounters people were having with these clown sightings and so on well I was thinking about something earlier today as a matter of fact and I don't necessarily think about clowns okay and it's been my personal experience that when things pop into my mind it's because it's getting ready to happen and I'm not saying that I know the future or I'm just any type of person who's privy to this type of knowledge and what have you because I'm not you know I'm nothing special I'm just a regular average person you know I read a lot and I ask people a lot of questions and I meet a lot of different people because of the job that I do, you know, the the work that I do. So earlier today, that just the whole clown thing just popped into my mind. And with that, it popped up that it's going to be coming back. So they're going to be more encounters and reports of people seeing clowns. I don't know when it's going to happen. I like to think of maybe the fall because for some reason, well, I know the reason, but uh, I'm just going to say, okay, for reasons that some of us are aware of, a lot of this activity um, starts accelerating in the fall. So I'm looking and I'm thinking that perhaps in the fall, and I'm talking about like September, October, okay? For example, October is a hot month. And I don't mean hot as weather. I'm talking about a hot month for activity. October has got to be one of the hottest months as well as um, December, as well as um, May, you know. But I'm thinking we're going to start looking around September. And I'm not going to be surprised to um, start getting reports of more of the people seeing clowns and 
I know that um, this is a, you know, this is kind of difficult because when we're dealing with clowns, it could really be a clown. It could really be a person just fooling around. You know, you got these people who they just want to fool around and mess with mess with others. And okay, you know, I get it. But some of the stuff is a little too, you know, there are just certain things that manifest when it's not just a person fooling around. You know, like the the van that pulled up and all these clowns jumped out and started like chasing people and this and that. Well, those are just people fooling around. I don't really think that any type of really um, sinister, um, unhuman (laughs) type of clown is going to be jumping out of a van with a bunch of his buddies, you know, to terrorize people. There have been, you know, the the single clown encounters in the middle of nowhere, you know, the truck driver seeing the clown off on the side of the road on a rocking horse, you know, at like 3 a.m., things like this. I mean, that, yeah, that is enough to like rattle anyone. But I'm... I'm thinking that we're going to see some some of that activity going on. I mean, hey, it could happen this summer, all right? But for I always look for the fall. But anyways, you know, it's not too soon to keep our eyes open and look for that type of activity. Going to have to think of a name for that, the clown syndrome or something like that, you know. Maybe that's good, the clown syndrome. And uh, a lot of people are freaked out by clowns. A lot of people are freaked out by dolls. A lot of people, you know, we all have our things that just, you know, bother us. Um, I'm not freaked out by either one of those. Although anything outside where it shouldn't be at 3 a.m. is going to make me, you know, like... It's going to be unsettling. I don't. I don't really care what it is. So um, that's pretty much all I've got for today. I'm going to attempt to come back tomorrow because now that I have some time later today to read and get into some things, I'll be able to, um, if I can, come on tomorrow and um, present some interesting stuff for you guys. Okay. Um, so I hope this, uh, show goes out. This is my third time, like I said, so I'm hoping so. Anyways, I really, really do appreciate all of you who take the time to come on with me and, um, we can share these stories and share our thoughts and, you know, just try to... Try to keep our minds open and not so much be afraid. I mean, we have to be safe about it, but not so much be afraid when we see things. Of course, at first, it gives us a start. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But, you know, we don't have to go Zach Bagans about stuff, but just, you know, just start thinking why and what. Because, you see... 
things like that, things that people encounter and that people see and hear and smell, you know, like these strange smells that just seem to come out of nowhere when you're at, in your house alone. These type of things are for a reason. The reason, it doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's bad. But they're all for a reason. It's uh, just in my studies and, and um, you know, a lifetime of looking into these things. It usually is to scare people because um, we all know that fear breeds energy for certain type of entities, okay? That's like their sustenance. That's what gives them the strength to come back and to get stronger and do it over and over again. That's how what they feed on is our fear. Initially, yes, it's going to startle you. But after that, when you calm down, and we have to try to calm down as soon as possible because that is the best way to fight against these things. I know a lot of people are so scared they can't talk about it. I know people who won't tell me what happened to them because they are so scared. But what they don't understand is that it keeps happening to them because they're so scared. They have got to calm down and stop feeding these things. My problem is that, you know, I got this nosiness. I was, oh, wait a minute. How did this happen? Mm, let me go check. And it's not these strange things that I'm afraid of. Like what I told you that we would go, you know, like when we used to ghost hunt back a long time ago. Well, I wasn't afraid of an entity. I was afraid of like people being in these places where we weren't supposed to be and like coming and choking the life out of me or something like that. It was people that I was afraid of. But any type of fear breeds these things. Any type of fear we've got. So we've got to try to calm calm it down. And, I, you know, you may say, well, it's not easy. I know it's not easy. I really do. But we have to try to do that. For, you know, that's the only way to stop these things. If you don't, you know, if you're not interested, if you don't want it, if you never, ever want to have this again, that is one, first you calm down. Okay. And then, you know, if you're not so scared, you can write things down and then you can usually see certain things that happened before your encounter. It's amazing. There are certain things that you didn't pay any attention to that started happening before the, the big incident, you know, the one that really caught your eye, the one that really happened. Okay, so... Anyways, that's it for now, guys, and um, thank you so much, okay? And I will try to get back to you tomorrow. Ciao.